You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 501 of Podcateers. In this episode, we talk about Costco taking away the magic while we're away from the magic, great AI art of Disney characters, Disneyland Paris has another amazing show, Tiki Mugs, a movie about a Mexican train, I think, The Haunted Mansion reimagining is underway, and some people seemed a little upset about it. And an Imagineer shares a distinct honor with Walt Disney. We would love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. Before we jump into the episode, we would like to take a moment to acknowledge a very special group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those, giveaways, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And of course, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's going to wrap it up for the intro. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 501 of Podcateers. are we doing mario i don't know <laughs> yahoo there was a a long time ago in a kingdom far far away i think the it mushroom was called kingdom? nickelodeon oh no no this was back like in a far far away land called nickelodeon i honestly do not remember where i saw this but there was an event i vividly remember watching at least this part and it's probably why i remember that it was like a race or something and captain crunch was there like this giant dude in a Captain Crunch costume? I rem- I know my brother was with me. I should ask my brother. I re- I know he was with me because I remember busting up laughing because this giant Captain Crunch. He's like on your mark, get set, go! And he goes. Ah! That's where that came from. Like, I need to remember where this was from. Maybe I'm like at this point. I've probably built on the memory so much. Like, it probably wasn't even that when I originally heard it. I just thought it was funny. But in my head, I've built it up to be this, like, amazing thing. I don't know. Who knows? I'm going to find, is, I'm gonna find a it. I don't know thing. what it is, but I'm going to find it. I, same. I'm, like, trying see. to figure out what this is. So sorry if I'm not talking during this episode because <laughs> I'm going to figure out while we're recording <laughs> what this Captain Crunch thing is. I'll I'll send a message to my brother. Was it around 1998? Not, yes, somewhere in the 90s. So I found a promotion that was called on Nickelodeon that's called Where's the Cap'n, and ah. it was it was a tie-in with uh, Nickelodeon Nick P53. Uh, I don't know. This might be the year 2000. There's like. Also, a Captain Crunch video game. 
So I'm still I'm gonna figure out what this oh. is. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of sounding familiar, but I I want to say it was probably around that time. Interesting. I don't know. Again, at this point, I've probably built on it because I was using it and I was over exaggerating it yeah. every time. That all these years later. I've probably built it up to be this like much bigger thing than it originally was when I saw it, but I don't know. Anyway, it was a, that was a long story for not a lot of payoff. So yay, <laughs> way to get the episode started. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome to episode five hundred and one of Podcateers. Hey. hey, last week, if if you were with us, we celebrated a huge milestone, episode five hundred. We brought back an old favorite, Armchair Imagineering, and I have to admit, I had a lot of fun doing that episode, and it was great having Larry and Gavin, uh, you know, doing some Armchair Imagineering. It was, for me, it was special having Gavin back because, you know, Gavin was one of the originators of the segment, and so, you know, he went through the entire series with us, so it was nice to have him back. And it was nice, obviously, to have Larry on there because you, Andrew, and Larry came on board shortly after Gavin left. And that's when we ended the Armchair Imagineering series. So to have you both on to be a part of the segment was like really special for me because it kind of like rounded a lot of stuff out. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know when we're going to get a chance to do Armchair Imagineering again, but I want to do it again. Yeah, it was fun and to just imagine and just be you know destroy stuff and just and just think of wild things that you know sure they may not happen they may not happen by like 99.99 percent but it's fun to imagine and dream so <laughs> it's been a while yeah Andrew, how was your first armchair Imagineering experience? You know, I think I uh, may have put a little more work into it than I, you know, maybe needed to because then I didn't read everything that I had written down. But you know what? I think I, I had a good time and it was fun to kind of flex those creative muscles and be able to, you know, come up with what I think I would do. Um, it's fun. I can see why why they were uh, popular episodes and I'm excited to hopefully we can figure out a way to to have these happen every once in a while in the future because I sure had fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, uh, I was just about to pitch the podcateers.com slash links site. I just want to say thank you and I'm sorry because apparently I received multiple emails uh, to the comments email address that's connected to the website where people were saying, hey, there's a problem with some of the links on the links page. And I don't know what happened, but the email stopped syncing to my phone. Oh, no. And so I didn't get those emails. And I was recently looking for something that came through on that email. I was like, oh, this isn't even on my phone. So I like reset it up. And all of a sudden, I saw these messages come in. So first of all, I'm sorry, I didn't see the messages, but thank you for alerting me that there was a problem. The problem has been fixed. If you go to podcateers.com slash links, there's a lot of our most popular links. So we have a link to our latest episode, a link to the Quizneyland playlist. I added a link to the Armchair Imagineering episode. So if you want to binge on Armchair Imagineering, there's now a link for that. Anytime that we are doing some kind of fundraising, we will include it on that page as well. 
You'll also find links to our YouTube channel and Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. Oh, there's also a link to the FGP squad on there. So if you're interested in becoming part of the FGP squad, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the episode, there's a link so you can find more info there as well. So uh, that's all working. Oh, and there's a link to join our Discord community on that page as well. So if you're interested in joining us and talking about some of the things that we talk about in the episodes or sharing Disney pictures or stories or whatever, join us on Discord. All the links work again. If anybody ever tried and you ran into an issue, I'm sorry. Again, it's all working again. So give it a try. And um, yeah, we hope to see you there. So I have some bad news. Um, I don't know how y'all are going to take this. I know I'm taking it a little bit harder because you know, it's been difficult for me to go to the parks. And, you know, one of my favorite snacks at the park is churros. I It's been one of my favorite snacks for a really long time. And years ago, I found out that there is a specific brand that you can buy of those churros that they sell at places like Smart and Final. And so you can buy the box and you can make them at home. And that's great. But Ever since people found out that that was the brand that they use at Disneyland, it's been really hard to find them. Like, you can't really go and find these boxes anymore. And the closest thing that I had to a Disneyland churro was Costco. I'm sure that many will agree that when you did not have uh, the ability to get a Disneyland churro, that the Costco churro was the closest. Well, Costco done messed up. They have decided to get rid of the churro in lieu of a big old honking chocolate chip cookie. We riot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Sorry. But close to it. <laughs> close to it. Uh, Costco, how dare you? How dare you? Man, we give you our money. Yeah. Lots of it, and you take it away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what i said so i mean i've seen people posting the chocolate chip cookie it is a huge cookie uh it's even bigger than the num num cookie thing it's not like in a plate it's just this big old like slab of cookie and it's pretty thick it's got big chocolate chip chunks in it apparently you get it warm when you order it so i guess that's a plus like in my head, like, I started structuring, like, how I could enjoy one of these. And I figured, like, oh, you get a cookie, you get yourself a soft serve, and you make yourself a pazuki thing, like the ones they have in, in most restaurants, right? You plop the ice cream on top of the big mm-hmm. one cookie, and you got yourself a delectable treat. But, man, the churro's gone. Where am I going to get my Disneyland churros when I'm not at Disneyland? Uh, <laughs> Del Taco? No. <laughs> they have churros I, I do at Del not Taco. like theirs. No, I like Del Taco, um, but no. I'd rather I'll, make no. one. Okay, so what? you want to hear some crazy okay. thing? What? So apparently, another franchise has picked up the churro craze now that Costco doesn't have it. I just don't like the franchise. Oh no! Apparently, now Subway is gonna have oh, churros. No. <laughs> no. They have a big long cookie. I, I like just the cookies. Saw. 
but they not have the a foot long cookie. I saw a video of a foot long cookie. They have a foot long cookie. What? Yeah. Oh, Hold man. on. I'm gonna Google it. Jack in the Box also has churros. They have many churros. I mean, look, if you're gonna really want a churro, I mean, your best bet is probably going to your local bakery. Mom yeah. Pops. Yeah. That might be the best. Well, if anybody can recommend a good churro place, let me know because now I, I'm in search of a hey, 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 a but, churro place. But Subway, like you're saying, a new Cinnabon foot long churro, that's a Disneyland size, for $2 at Subway. Who was it? I want to say it was yeah. Heather. I want to say it was Heather that knew about a churro place or something like that. She usually does. And I'm, I'm sure and, she'll, she'll yeah. let us know. <laughs> and Subway is getting a. Uh, so they have a Cinnabon footlong churro, an Auntie Anne's footlong pretzel, and a footlong cookie. January 18th, 2024, this press release. Oh, so recent. Starting January 22nd. That's a couple days ago. <laughs> so. <laughs> there you go. All right. You know what's funny? I- I've never tried it, which is why I'm not bringing it up. But there is a place. Uh, in downtown Covina called Churro Boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, it it hasn't been there very long. Like, it wasn't there, like, while we were doing the art walks or anything, Mel. Uh-huh. But it's near, you know, remember the pizza place that was down the street in front of the theater? Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's, like, on pizza. that block. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. I've never tried it before. Maybe I should, and I'll report back on it, and I'll tell you how it is to see if you're in the area. I know people listen that are outside of Southern California, but if you're in Southern California and near the the Covina area, you can go to Churro Boss. This is not sponsored. I've never tried it. I can't tell you what it's like. There's another place that I found that I really want to try. This is now going to turn into the Treats podcast for this segment (laughs) because I was driving on the opposite side of the West Covina Mall. And I saw this little place that sparked my interest. And now I need to try it because I saw some of the pictures of what they sell. And hot damn, they look so good. It's a place called Smorology. And it's these giant s'mores. Like, you know those little plates that you get at, like, carnivals with, like, a hot dog Mm -hmm. or, like, chili fries? Those little, like, paper boat-looking things? Uh It's basically this giant paper boat with a giant s'more in it. Do they DoorDash? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I don't know man I don't know but it looks like they make their marshmallow like fresh in-house and it looks so fluffy and it looks so good and we need to stop talking about this I shouldn't be talking about this the point is two places I gotta try I'll report back if I do and I'll let you know how they are all right but hold on anyway so I've also found that El Pollo Loco has churros and uh, Get out! Ru- what I've and tried Rubio- them and Rubio's has churros. Mm-mm. Oh, Mel is making Mm-mm. a face. Like, I've tried don't all even three. Go there. Not Rubio's, but I've tried the other ones. The Jack in the Box uh, and uh, well, I think I'm going to go to Subway tomorrow for lunch, and I'm going to see if they have a churro. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to have to and a foot long cookie. <laughs> I don't think I should. Eat right, a, let me know how a they foot long cookie for lunch, but you know, <laughs> for science. Yeah. For, I, look, you have to for science. What if I take two foot-long cookies and put a churro inside, and then it's a sandwich? And yes, then I had a sandwich. that is your lunch. Then I had a sandwich for lunch. You had diabetes I'm not, I'm not for lunch. That is your lunch. <laughs> what kind of sandwich it was, but it's a sandwich. <laughs> that is your lunch right there, yes. 
And a Diet Coke. No, <laughs> and a Diet Coke. It's got to be diet. You've got to watch your sugar intake. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on from former Disneyland snacks available at your Costco to something totally different. Because, listen, if you were a part of our armchair Imagineering episode towards the end, I talked about how... One of the things that I would add to Avengers Campus is something I've actually talked about in multiple podcasts before, and that is drones. We need drones at California Adventure, at Disneyland, at the Disneyland Resort in general. Mm -hmm. Now, realistically speaking, I understand that that cannot happen. We've Uh talked about Andrew, why don't you explain to our listeners why logistically that is really not possible at DLR? Well, so there's a lot of like different, you know, airspace etc etc blah 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 you can get into all that but just other realistic things like one you need like a very large area for the drones to like take off and land from which is a at a premium around disneyland resort and then also the disneyland resort is just surrounded by homes and office buildings and hotels and things where if a you know, a drone decided to die and a big gust of wind happened, it could like fall and hit somebody's car or hit somebody in a head or fall into their pool or whatever. There's all kinds of, of different situations where other parks like, um, you know, uh, the big drone shows have been happening, I think, in um, Paris, I in believe. Paris and um, they were doing, did they do some, I think, in Hong Kong for Avengers possibly mm-hmm. as well? Could be. Um but and we're seeing we're we're seeing them you know uh, pop up more and more. Uh, they have uh, the beauty of space. Disneyland Paris was built in just the middle of a field when it first started. You know, so there <laughs> there seems to be a lot of extra space. And I know they had a big, huge, like empty parking lot. I think is where these are taking off from. Um, so just at at Disneyland, it's it's probably a like one percent chance that it happens if there's some like breakthrough in technology or like they attach all the drones to strings so they can pull them back i don't know (laughs) um i think i think we will we will have a better chance of seeing them at walt disney world than we would at disneyland just because of the the space concerns uh number one so that's that's the the long of it I was going to say the long and the short, but it's kind of yeah. long. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's really why we can't see them, right? So mm-hmm. I understand that logistically it's not a thing. Can it be a thing? Maybe. I mean, earlier today, at least the day that we're recording this episode, there was more talk about Disneyland Forward because there was a brand new proposal where Disneyland is planning to invest, uh, I believe, $2 billion over 2. the next 5 10 years. $2.5 billion. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that next episode so we can do a little bit more research, get some more information on that. Um, and it could be a part of that proposal, right? But in general, I would love to see drones. And the reason it's coming up is, one, I, I wanted to actually talk about two things because this happened at Disneyland Paris. This is unrelated to the drones. But uh, uh, several weeks ago, I saw these photos that were AI renditions at Disneyland Paris. And they looked like wireframe art with tons of tiny lights that look like Disney characters. Now, 
part of the reason I wanted to bring it up is because we had just recently talked about the AI photo that Disney had put out for Thanksgiving and everything. And, you know, one subject led to another and we didn't really get a chance to bring it up. But honestly, those photos are how I think AI should be used. I think they were an amazing uh, like use of AI. Uh, I'm going to post these on Discord. I, I think I posted a link or the photos on Discord. If I haven't, I will post them on Discord because they looked amazing. There was like Belle. There was, I think, Stitch. There was, um, actually, it was Belle and the Beast, I think, in one of them. Like Mickey and Minnie, I think, were another one. Uh, these, yeah, there was they, Shrek. They were just art. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Shrek was a part of it. Puss in Boots. Uh, uh, the Minions, Popeye, Panda, uh, the uh, Scooby and the Gang. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Kung Frankenstein's Monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't see that one. That Lu- must have been really good. Lucy and Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, Power Rangers were in there. Uh, the I dinosaurs think. from from Dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, Randy the puppet from uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, Todd, there, yeah, so cher- was... Cherry and <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> uh, anyway, Cowboy so Curtis. These, these photos looked amazing. <laughs> these photos looked amazing. I'm gonna put them over on Discord uh, again. I think it's the way AR the AI should look, right? But the reason they connected with what what we're about to talk about is because they look so vibrant and. If you've been listening for some time, you know that one of the beefs I have with the Main Street Electrical Parade and how it keeps glowing back to Main Street at California or at Disneyland or even at California Adventure is that it it looks old in comparison to the Paint the Night Parade, which looks amazing. And I get it. Nostalgia and blah, blah, blah. You know, I get that. But oh, Drac- Drac- Dracula was there too. Blah blah blah. Oh, was Dracula <laughs> yeah. there? Man, I missed that. So you that brought one. up blah blah blah, and I, uh... <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, so Disneyland Paris has a brand new version of the Main Street Electrical Parade, but it's not a conventional parade. Instead, because it's not a parade at all. No, they have decided to do something that they do really well. Disneyland Paris uses drones for a lot of their shows, mm-hmm. and they look amazing. And one of the things they recently did was bring back the Main Street Electrical Parade as the Main Street, or what is it called, It's Andrew? called the, I think it's called Disney's Electrical Sky Parade. Oh, Electrical Sky Parade. Okay. Yes. And let me tell you, this thing looks amazing. Do you want to walk us through? Sure. The uh, Disney's, I think they're calling it Disney Electrical Sky Parade, because you got to put Disney in front of there. You're at Disneyland, but, you know, that's not going to tip you off that it's a Disney thing. You got to ride it in big drone uh, in the sky. So anyway, so yeah, it starts out, and I mean, you hear the baroque hoedown the well, i shouldn't say the baroque hoedown it's the 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 beginning the i should say drone of the synth and then you know D- disney's electrical sky parade and then it does like a 
what do you call like a like a record scratch or something uh, yeah, or like it, a rewind. It, it does sound. the record scratch. It kind of does like this weird like losing power effect, and then it like repowers on all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like lo- yeah, exactly losing power, and like all the castle goes like kind of dark, and then the announcement starts going in again. The Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, but it's in French. So, Madame and Monsieur, we'd rather you today to whatever they say in French. Um, and then it's basically scenes from the Main Street Electrical Parade in the sky. So, we see the Blue Fairy recreated in 3D with drones. Then it goes to, I believe, the, the train with the big drum. Uh, where the smokestack actually has smoke coming out of it, which I think is this is the we were talking about this before the episode and just kind of like how cool this technology is of just like, let's just strap stuff to a drone and see what happens. And it's doing stuff. This giant 3D train. We have the all the the butterfly, the caterpillar, the bee, Cinderella's carriage, pumpkin carriage, the swans, uh, the uh Captain Hook's ship, the Jolly Roger with Pyro attached to it, plus the Snow White mine with, uh, or the Seven Dwarves mine with gems. And then I think it rounds it out with Elliot. And then they do a couple of, oh, they, so this, this one also takes advantage of, or includes the, the small world section that was included um, most recently at Disneyland. Um, so, uh, as each of the, um, characters theme plays, you know, we see Aladdin, the genie lamp and a bow and arrow for brave and et cetera, et cetera. Um, as we go through that and then the drones turn into fireworks, like they, they look like fireworks and make a whole world map, uh, before turning into the logo for Disney's electrical sky parade. And that's just me describing what the drones are doing. This is a full projection mapping show on the castle. There's water fountains. There are moving lights. There are lasers all included in the show. Um, it's, it's not terribly long. It's, uh, I believe less than it's less than 10 minutes long, but it's definitely like probably the coolest thing I've seen in quite a long time. It might um, be it 10 comes... minutes long, but the effects of it warming your heart are forever. It's it's Satisfying. just so... <laughs> it, it is. It's, there, I've seen shows like this before. It's like, oh, wow, that was only 30 minutes long. I felt like I was here for this lot. Like, it's so captivating. Yeah. I was going to say, there's no, like, dead air or transitions. It just goes boom, boom, boom. And it just flows so well that your your mind is just you're mind blown at every little thing that happens because there's no, I don't want to say boring, but like a lull or waiting or there isn't anything like that. It's pretty upbeat. Which can happen in a parade. Like if depending on how far away the floats are from each other or if it's in a, if you're in a like weird transition place Disney does a really good job of making sure that the speaker proximity doesn't overlap in a way where it's not super distracting. But there are just very few points along the parade route where you can hear two instances of the music. And depending Mm -hmm. on how far between they are, there is a lull and it can get a little, you know, 
you, it can you can get a little anxious waiting for the next part of it. But you're right, Mel. Like this is just one thing after another, and if it's not the fountains, it's the projections, or it's the drones, or it's the pyro. Like it's just ah, oh, it look. There, there have not been many things about the Disney company over the last few years that I have been like, yes, this is it. And let me tell you, yes, this is it. <laughs> right? It's it's bananas. It's And it's also like taking something that you're so familiar with, like the Main Street Electrical Parade, I could like hum the entire like... 15 minutes the track is like by memory i i know it that well it's just ingrained in my brain that well and to be able to you know hold my attention for the entire length of this when i you know in my brain know what the main street electrical parade is and i know the music and it's you know tweaking things here and there cutting things out moving stuff around and and just making it a whole new experience using this music that you're so familiar with it, it it just brings a whole new life into something that has been around since the 70s. So mm-hmm. I think we should mention that two of us are really big Paint the Night fans. We weren't, you know, we didn't grow up with MSCP. Now I'm speaking for myself. You know, I I didn't find the appeal for MSCP at all. Nothing. Um, it's cute. But for me, it always looked like vintage, and I, I think it's the lighting. So da da da, that's another thing. But to see this parade and to see it be, I was gonna say Pete the Night, MCP. <laughs> I mean, this I, I would say, as of right now, that holds the number one spot for electrical parade because it's just so good. And Andrew, you you hit it right there. Attention span. Um, yeah, I don't have a good a- attention span if I'm not caught. And I think that's the problem with me with the original uh, Main Street Electrical Parade is that it just doesn't capture my attention. And I could just be on my phone or something. And I know that's like people are screaming at me and I apologize, but that's how I am. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like I feel like I want to watch it again because it's just so much to study and look at. And yeah. I'd probably cry if I saw it in person. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I there, look, a lot of the parades that are out there, especially the nighttime things that have these lights, in one way or another, aren't necessarily an offshoot of the Main Street Electrical Parade. They're all considered like spiritual successors to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because they all have a charm on their own. Like they've iterated on this thing for many years including putting it in water they had the electrical water pageant at walt disney world on the seven seas lagoon right so they've tried different versions of this but Uh aha hold on i want to correct you because i did a question on this the electrical water pageant predates the main street electrical parade the the electric water pageant is the inspiration for the Main Street Electrical Parade. I don't want to oh, like sound like a, right. like a jerk, but I did ain't a question no, on this like, on Quizzing You're Land. right. <laughs> You're right, so. because I think when we did the history of the Main Street Electrical Parade, we brought that up. So thank you for Yes, it's me. okay. But there's also, you know, Light Magic and Spectrum, Ma- like all of these other right. uh, parades yeah. that, that have... Dream that lights. Are, <laughs> dream lights. Dream, dream yes. lights. <laughs> Just, I mean, they're, they're all... Uh, I popped in my head was... Uh, 
Main Street Electrical Parade walked so they could run. You know that yeah. phrase. Ah, it's, yes. it's if if it wasn't for Main Street Electrical Parade, they wouldn't be what they are. But they are their own thing. Yeah, and I I'm kind of with Mel, right? Because I didn't grow up with it either. I kind of feel the same. But I understand the appeal to people. I understand that nostalgia that they feel when they hear the music and they see the parade again and everything. But uh, I, I like the new shiny things that <laughs> Disney brings to us sometimes. Like sometimes the cool nostalgic stuff is cool. Um, but in this case, th- like I saw Pink the Night and now I can't go back. That's the problem. And for for this particular thing, now I've seen drones and now I want that version of Main Street Electrical Parade. If we're not going to get Pink the Night back, like I want that. Right. Like if I had a choice. I would probably say I want Dreamlights. That's not going to change because that just it's it's an amazing parade. Big but if we genie. can't get that, yeah, like if we can't get Dreamlights and we can't get Paint the Night, this would be the front runner if they're bringing back the Main Street Electrical Parade. But given everything that we talked about earlier where Andrew was explaining why we can't do drones, don't bring back Main Street Electrical Parade. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's already coming back, Wait, right? What? It's on the schedule, right? I know. That's what's, Just don't bring it back. Bring back Paint the Night. Hazen's favorite things. Mickey's, Mickey's fake. Mix, Magic, Pixar Fest, and and uh, Main Street Electrical Parade are all coming yes. back. It's oh, like I it's 2018. Magic. I actually like Mickey's Mix Magic. Me too. They're just trying. They're trying to make it 2018. I guess. Again, well, I guess that's all. No, but I like Mickey's Mix Magic. I never I got a chance to see it, so I I'll be happy to oh, to yay. watch it. I never saw it in person. I saw the video. I just remember... Is that um, the everybody get your ears on? It's yeah. It's a good, good, good time. Yeah, that Yep, one. that one's it. Uh, all right, well, I will post the video over on Discord so you can check it out. It's an amazing presentation. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to share your thoughts, we'd love to hear it. I know we have some listeners that are real hardcore fans of the Main Street Electrical Parade. And, again, I get it. I'm, You know, I don't want to take away from that. If you have a connection to it... You know, you have a connection to it, but um, tell us how you feel about this thing. Would you like to see this over Disneyland, or would you like to see the original Main Street Electrical Parade back because you know it's nostalgic and you want to see that again? I also didn't mention. So Elliot has smoke come out of his nose. The drone. And also, oh. there's pyro connected to the um, the, the ship butt, the Jolly Roger ship butt. Yes, the ship <laughs> butt. I think that's called the stern. I'm pretty sure it's called the ship butt. No, it's called the, the ship, butt. The ship. Nemo touched the that. butt. Exactly. Yeah. Did, did you not learn anything from Nemo? Oh, guys, you made me ink. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we move on, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners, which we call our fairy godparents, but they call themselves the FGP Squad. They are a group of listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, information about the FGP Squad. And you will also find that link over on podcasters.com slash links. 
but if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like access to additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those, uh, random giveaways, discount codes whenever we release Podcateers gear, a special section of Discord, and more. So, again, any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Hey, let's talk some Haunted Mansion for a little bit here because, oh, as a matter of fact, FGP squad member Heather uh, was telling us uh, she put something up on Discord where uh, there are these awesome tiki mugs that are going to be available very soon the company that uh she posted let me see if i can quickly find it i'm gonna head into discord because i forgot who they were uh it is on instagram they are beeline creative and i checked out some of the other stuff that they have they have some amazing tiki stuff they do but the thing that really like the reason that Heather posted it was because it looks like they're getting ready to launch a grim grinning ghost tiki cup mug thing with the mansion in the back. And let me tell you, this thing is fire. Mm-hmm. The way that it looks, it's really, really cool because it's basically the haunted mansion in front of it is the hitchhiking ghost. And it looks like it's pretty big. It looks cool. The first thing I thought was, yay, we don't have to go to downtown Disney for this <laughs> because uh, a lot of us can't do that. So mm-hmm. we have a chance to possibly see if we could get one depending on <laughs> the price. But I mean, it is beautiful. I mean, I would use it for a vase or something. Fake flowers. Ooh. Yeah. If you're interested in looking at some of the stuff that they have for sale, this episode isn't sponsored by them or anything. I just happen to find these super cool. And they have all sorts of stuff. Like, I know that there's special edition ones that you can get through Trader Sam's and everything, you know. But like, they have, like, Star Wars things. They have Nightmare Before Christmas tiki mugs. They have Disney ones, like, with, you know, Mickey Mouse and stuff like that. They have some really great-looking Alice in Wonderland-like sets. Um, and some of these have some color to them where the shading would be. And they just look so good. Like all of the, like the Alice ones, for instance. Like I think the Mad Hatter has green highlights. Alice has blue highlights. The Cheshire Cat has pink or purple highlights. I don't remember. Um, but... Uh, you know, if you're interested in collecting like tiki stuff, I-, I can't vouch for the the quality of these. Visually, they look amazing. Personally, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be buying the Haunted Mansion one, mm-hmm. the three hitchhiking ghost version, mm-hmm. because it just looks awesome. And I would love to make that a part of my collection. So uh, I'm happy to talk about it. You know, once I get it, once it becomes available. But in the meantime, if you want to check it out, uh, Geek geek Tiki's or is it Geeky Tiki's? I think, I don't remember. It's either Geek Tiki's or Geeky Tiki's. I'll put it up on Discord if anybody's interested. But yeah, definitely something that I'm going to be checking out um, once that thing's available. Um, So Haunted Mansion related, one, 
Hatbox Ghost broke Walt Disney World and people are angry. The end. Um, the Haunted Mansion queue is all busted up. We knew that was going to happen because mm-hmm. they're going to be expanding the queue. They're reimagining it. But apparently there was this whole thing about the crypts and, you know, what's happening. And people were posting them and they were spray painted red. And people were outraged because these were there from opening day. And how dare they? Well, Andrew, would you like to break down some knowledge about the crypts? Sure. Um, I uh, As soon as I saw the photos of the... For what was the queue now a pile of dirt and rubble? Um, I had you know I had some questions about you know you could see the crypts in the back and all the um, the inscriptions were spray painted red and some people online and stuff were guessing oh maybe this is like a protective spray like it's chalk or something or maybe it's it's to signify something and. My guess is that it was to make it so they were undesirable for people to steal um, because they were going to the dump. And so people were kind of outraged that these were not being saved for historical purposes, et cetera, et cetera. But from, you know, I don't have all 100% research, you know, a lot of stuff from from the late 60s, early 70s is, is hard to find. There's whole websites dedicated to it, and they have every photo that you could possibly find that they don't have some of the stuff in the photos but from what i could find the the crypts uh, inscriptions came somewhere after 1974 now i know that's only 5 years after the haunted mansion uh, at disneyland opened but it's still not original to the attraction um and you know there there disney has done some other kind of shady history things you know there there was quick history of the queue there was a uh in where the switchbacks are currently there was what was called the family plot and there was eight tombstones there um those tombstones uh were then moved to the hill um where and then the family plot area was um uh turned into more switchbacks to expand the queue for haunted mansion because it was becoming very popular um at some point uh, I think we discovered it was around when uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday came. Uh, the uh, tombstones were taken down and then replaced with replicas of the same tombstones. So those tombstones that are there, if they're still there, I don't remember. Those aren't even the originals. And it seems like you know maybe some of the originals are in the archives. I'm not sure. But I know at least some of them have been sold to private collectors. Uh, there was the Phineas Pock one, I believe, went through Van Eaton. So these could be as new as the eighties or nineties, the, the crypts, uh, with the, with the inscriptions on them, they could be, uh, you know, they could have come around during the fast pass era when fast pass was first introduced. It's not a hundred percent sure where, um, or when I should say these, uh, these inscriptions came to be, but it, it, it's not a hundred percent, original authentic i mean i'm not authentic but not original to the attraction um crypts and my guess is over time these have probably aren't even the original of the original they've probably been redone uh in in ways that we don't know when when stuff's been closed um 
you know, it's all just, you know, plaster and mold and molds and, and paint. Um, so it's the, the Disney archives are a very, very, very expansive place and space is at a premium when you're just kind of like storing stuff. So they can't keep everything. We don't know. Maybe they had taken one or two of them. You know, the photos are very vague on on what was there and what was gone. So maybe they kept a couple. We don't know. But they you can't keep, you know, 12 slabs of concrete <laughs> just on a pallet in the Disney archives. Like, there's there comes a point where um, it's just not feasible to save something, um, especially if it's it's hard to remove um my guess it also is that the wall that those were attached to was something that was not coming down but they needed to recoat the wall or something or blah 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 it was too hard to to take them off of the wall because they were like built onto the wall they weren't like affixed later with glue so yeah. that there's just you know a couple of things you know to just try and ease people's minds on you know what is significantly or historically significant um when it comes to the mansion now i mean everything has its own significance to to certain people and now there's no saying that these crypts aren't going to return in some fashion um they will they will be new they will be recreations uh, of what was there that we knew but it doesn't mean like they're gone forever as you know we don't know yet um, but I think that what they're doing with the queue um, is going to make writing the mansion a lot more, a lot easier for more people. Um, because the the biggest thing that they're doing besides expanding the queue and adding the shop is they're adding a um, ADA exit. Um, and so if you've ever been with somebody that, uh, uses a wheelchair that brings, that goes all the way down to the doom buggies, it's kind of a journey. Um, so you, you go down, you know, through the stretching room, like normal, then they pull you off to the side and you go into a little corral and then you wait for a certain thing and they'll slow down the belt or however it works that particular day. And you get on, ride it, ride the loop all the way back. And then you get off. And then you have to go back up the stretching room. And this creates a backup in the um, in the queue. It's hard for people, especially with switching back and forth. You know, if some wheelchairs are coming in and some are going out, it just becomes a whole big mess. So I don't know exactly how this exit is going to work. Um, but it seems like you'll do everything the same. You just won't go up the stretching room. There's probably going to be some secondary exit elevator that takes you back up to the surface, the surface, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> back under the berm. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it, you know, it's all for the best. They're not going to, you know, Disney is very, very careful with what they preserve, um, especially now since the archives have been established for so long, I think if something was, was historically significant, the archives would have their hands on it, especially when it comes to something like the haunted mansion, which is, you know, one of the crown jewels I would say in, in the Disneyland crown. So, uh, yeah. Definitely. yeah. So, so I think if, if the archives didn't, didn't see a significance in this, then I think we shouldn't worry. 
when I saw it, I didn't feel outraged, but I know Mel, you were the one that posted that in our group chat. Mm -hmm. You know, you were the one that found the original pictures and post. Uh, Like, what was your feeling? Like, first, how did you feel? And what was the general consensus in the comments you were reading? Because when I finally got to it, people sounded angry about it. I, I don't think I saw the comments, but I was excited. And I know that sounds like the complete opposite of what everyone feels. But for me, it's more of when are we going to see Haunted Mansion under construction again like this? Like it's not going to happen for a very long time. Um, They don't touch their classic attractions. They just don't. So to see this, instead of having to see it in pictures from books, you know, articles things like that it's history so for me i was just sending the pictures and being like check it out we're we're looking at something historic which i know it's like it's destruction but it's something historic because again when are we going to see this again like we're just not um so for me it was more of like this is cool I mean, it's maybe it's just me because it's just it looks kind of like as if you're going to get you're going (laughs) to someone's going to have this picture and it's going to be like, wow, what happened then this time or something like that. But to be able to just witnesses witness it is it's pretty cool. Um, I don't understand why people are mad. (laughs) I just don't. This attraction has gone through multiple, you know, refurbs, multiple things. Um, even the concept art, even how the attraction was going to be, it's been changed multiple times. So why are we mad? I don't know. Just know that something cool is going to happen. We're going to look back and be like, it's already here. Mansion is open. This is cool. And now we have these pictures to look back and be like, yeah, we got to see this. So again, I don't know why everyone's mad. That's that's kind of silly. Put your energy towards some good stuff. <laughs> One of my work colleagues, this was some time ago, but uh, it made me think about it right now when you, when you asked that question. We were having a conversation and somebody said, man, it's just this. Why are you so mad? And one of my colleagues randomly said, because getting mad is free. That's why. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it now. Like. People are angry because it's free. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I get it. You're right. It is a historic moment, right? Like, I remember looking at the concept art, and I don't remember seeing a place where they could possibly add the like those those crypts again because Mm -hmm. the the place that they were in from a from like a design standpoint looked like they were in the wall in the ground like in a perfect place where you could actually imagine that was a thing right mm-hmm. but the concept art of the queue has multiple walls a couple of fountains coming from the wall of like a garden walk area with the new switchbacks and everything they're so bringing there a garden anything- walk over yeah, it looks like a big garden walk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's gonna uh, be a the House of Blues and House of Blues and a, and a theater and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Pizza I don't place. know. Sketchers store. <laughs> I don't know what else is over there. It's a mini garden walk. Um, 
so yeah, there aren't many places, at least in at least in the concept art, that looks like they can re-add them. That you could suspend your belief and be like, yeah, that's like a crypt, right? Like the, there's an entire coffin or whatever inside of that crypt. Uh, however, thinking about it, you could line up the exit queue with some of those. And they could look like they're in the walls, right? Because there's wall behind them somehow. So you're right, Andrew. Like, you don't know if they're gone forever or if they might repurpose them. Like, you could see them uh, like a, a new version of them somehow. Uh, only time will tell once it's isn't, fully. Isn't there on the the speed ramp up out, isn't there crypts that just don't have anything on them by Little Leota? Yeah, but yes. what I'm saying is by putting the names and stuff on there. Yeah, like, exactly. That's how so that would repro- be the yeah. yeah, exactly. That would be the ideal place, right? So I'm looking it up right now. You know, there, there's a possibility that that we could see them there again. But if if we don't, I'm sure we'll have some representation of those gags that have made the haunted mansion the haunted mansion somewhere. I was right? gonna say, what if we were to see some of those crypts at the expo? I mean, who's to say we won't see things like that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, photo ops and stuff. That's all I could think of. And again, like you said, time will tell. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, almost what, like eight months in theory until we'll know. They, they're, people are th- on, there's no date announced, but people are theorizing that it's going to return as Haunted Mansion Holiday in September is when we'll see the mansion back. But I'm skeptical on that, so we shall see. Who knows? If it actually does end up returning around that time, this could be the first year in the 20-plus year history of Mansion Holiday that they don't do it, just so that they have the original mansion throughout that season because it's going to be brand new and everything. But who knows? I could see that. They could throw a... They could throw a curveball and you get on the mansion and it's it's a small world inside. Who knows? <laughs> they might just change it up on you. Why not? Let's try something else. Like, psych! You thought it was the mansion. Haunted Mansion Tron Edition. <laughs> oh, speaking of, are y'all excited that they're filming Train? Train? That's what it said in the in the teaser photo. It there was like, like a, the band a, what's that a song director they do? chair. Hey, soul sister. Yeah. Is that them? I don't know. Uh, or is that somebody else? I don't know. Um, yeah, there was like a, a director chair in a teaser post that said train in the Tron logo style. What's up with that? What is this new? Is it like a, like an electric monorail? What is this train? <laughs> I think that's a throw to you, Melissa. I, <laughs> no, I'm laughing because it took me a while to understand what you were saying, Hazen. And when you said it, I'm like... Train, train, what? Oh, oh, it clicked. And you know what? I don't even know if anybody's caught that because I haven't seen a comment like that. So, yeah, interesting. But um, that photo is basically Disney saying, hey, we already <clears throat> finished the first week of filming, which is pretty cool. I mean, I'm. am I excited for a new, tra- I was going to say train, Tron movie? Yes. Always. It says train. I know. It says, uh, listen, to be <laughs> fair, it says train in Spanish. It does. It says tren. Uh, I don't know why they're building an entire <laughs> film concept I mean, around a Mexican train. That sounds like a imagine? good movie to me. 
<laughs> a train that a just Mexican looks... train in the grid. Yeah. <laughs> Here choo we go. Choo. <laughs> um, so it was pretty cool to see after like years of if it's going to happen, even after the strike, if, if it was going to continue. So it's a cool little tease, but to see it in orange is what interesting too. So, um, I don't know what the movie's about. I don't care. I'm just excited. Mexican trains in the grid. I'm telling you, hey. a train if full of churros. Confused, <laughs> <laughs> if you're still confused, here's what's happening. the The photo that was posted was a director chair with a logo that's supposed to represent Tron Three. And I, they tried to make this like stylistic choice where like they put the three as the O, which makes zero sense because uh, it, growing up, uh, we would try to seem edgy with our usernames by replacing the letter E with a three and like uh, a letter A with a four or an I with a one, you know, or a T we with right. a seven or an or O a with, with a exactly. O or, <laughs> or, or an O with an O. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it was a thing that I guess people might still do it. It kind of became a way of like showing that you were supposedly edgy with your usernames right? calculators as a matter of fact <laughs> i still have usernames for my <laughs> like game consoles that are legacy names that include those things like i have like e's as threes in some of them so uh it, it makes sense when the letter looks like it's a backward version of the number or the letter, you know, vice versa. But you don't replace an O with a three. The O would be a zero. <laughs> the E would be a three. What are you doing, Disney? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> so anyway, it, it just made uh, me laugh because instead of saying Tron, instead of looking like it's Tron 3, it looks like it's Tren, which is train yeah. in Spanish. And that's how I've been talking about it all week. So in case you were, <laughs> in case you were confused... That's where that came from. There so. she is in the atmosphere. Drops of Jupiter. That's also train. Oh, drops of Jupiter. Was, yeah, was but you were right. Soul hey, Soul Sister is also them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Uh, speaking of reimagining and imagineering and really cool stuff that's happening at the Disney Company, we want to send a huge congratulations to uh, Imagineer... Lanny Smoot. Lanny Smoot uh, recently had an article published uh, and made headlines because uh, he's been with Imagineering for some time now, but he is the first Disney Imagineer, the second person really in the Walt Disney Company to ever be inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. The first one was Walt Disney back in 2000 for the multiplane camera, which uh, has its own controversy. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Lanny is going to be inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. And there was this really awesome video uh, about some of the stuff that he's been working on. Does either one of you want to talk about the video and why Lanny's being inducted? I'll do it. Um, so in the video, uh, Lanny is talking about his many, you know, inventions, patents, and he talks about, he shows the latest one that he's been working on. 
So he's presenting to us, I say us, like he's talking to us, but he is, the hollow tile. And this hollow tile is just, okay, let me, let me gather my thoughts because this blew my mind. Um, you're looking at maybe what, five feet by five feet of these little tiles that are connected. I, I still don't understand how this works, but Lanny is standing on top of these little tiles and he's not walking, but he's moving in place. See, this is where my mind is like, how? Because, you know, he's, he's, not, a, he's not like kid weight. He's gliding, like he's moving in certain directions. And he talks about how this could be used for VR. And first thought was, we've, we've talked about that. Actually, you have talked about this, um, Hazen, where bringing VR to this level of where it could take somebody out of reality, like literally, and especially like hospitals. And this is like a whole new level because it's moving the person and the person can move. So in my head, I'm like, wow, I, I just thought this is, this is, I know there's like, no, it's not gonna happen. No, it's not gonna happen. But it's kind of like people mover isk type of thing. Like it's, you guys have to watch the video. It's about four minutes long, but just that little section of him showing off, you know, it just, for me, I kind of want to call it like nanobots <laughs> because the way that they move and they work, it's like, I just, we see that in Iron Man. Like what, what is, you see where my brain is kind of going crazy because it's I like, know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I'm like so excited about this tech. And at the same time, I'm like, man, but I've been on Luigi's tires. That thing didn't move when I was sitting in it. So I look at this and I'm like, I don't know, Lanny. Is it really going to work for me? <laughs> but I see it and it does. Like the application is so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, my buddy Ross texted me the article as well. And one of the like the first things he mentioned was, like you said, Mel, for VR things, like the application of being able to move in the same spot and look like you're actually going through somewhere. Like my kids have have gotten really into the Five Nights at Freddy's like franchise and they've been like, Dad we got to get a VR like we I want to play like Five Nights at Freddy's in VR like we got to get the we got to get this we got to get this game uh, and this would be like a great application right because we don't have a large space for them to be able to do this and having this type of tile would allow them to walk around in the same spot while walking around in the game but I didn't know this until I started looking more into it and I, I read through the article and everything. But some of the coolest things that we've gotten in the Haunted Mansion, you know, in in the last 10, 15 years, 20 years, like they've come from Lanny. Like mm -hmm. one of the biggest changes to the seance room was Leota's head floating. That was Lanny. Right. And then 
several years ago, actually, it's been almost 10 years at this point, they did the Ghost Post, which was like the scavenger hunt and this like interactive thing where you had an app on your phone and you got these like packages with these like ghost newspapers and all that stuff. And it was like this cool mm-hmm. interactive game for the Haunted Mansion. That was Lanny. Like he did all that. So. Like, as far as Haunted Mansion is concerned, like, he's got a special place in my heart, right? But now he's bringing this, like, Tony Stark Iron Man tech into the parks. And I'm like, this dude is my hero. Right? The stuff that he comes up with. It's amazing. And, I mean, again, to see this and to see the history, and I'm just like, I don't know. I think I really thrive off of, like, seeing the new stuff. And just seeing, again, I know, repeating myself, history. Just that's what it is. This episode's all full of history. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Lanny's yeah. the only only person other than Walt Disney from the Walt Disney Company to be inducted into the yeah. Inventor Hall of Fame. Um, and Walt Disney was uh, awarded it posthumously in the year 2000. Um, so, yeah, the, the only alive person to... <laughs> From the from Imagineering or the Walt Disney Company at all to get this honor. That's amazing. Um, and so, I, as you guys were talking, I was just I zoomed in on this video trying to figure out how this this hollow tile floor works, and I think I figured magic. it out. Well, magic, but I think I figured it out. And you know, there's I'm sure you know so much like computing power and other things and cameras and whatever that go into this uh, and sensors and stuff, but. It looks like the the bare bones of of how this the hollow tile floor works is it's like you know hundreds of these little disc looking things and they are on a slant um so that way this what it seems like is the slant makes it so only one corner or one edge of the circle is touching you know your foot or whatever uh is on the surface um, and then that little circle on the top, it can spin. And uh, the circle spins like a wheel, and then the whole unit itself can turn 360 degrees. So with the two combined uh, rotations, you can shoot something across and then invert it the other way. And if, if you go to the video where it shows him walking on the floor, you can kind of see... Uh, if you bring it a full screen anyway, I have mine on my big screen. Um, you can see some of the tops of these spinning and moving around. Um, and it's just something that like, it's so amazing that somebody like came up with this idea and, um, and like ran with it. And now there's like this whole new like sector of technology that it can be applied in theme parks or other places. Like, I mean, this could, this technology could be used in, in something that, you know, could be used in the medical field. It could be used in the transportation field for all we know, um, what, what this, um, uh, technology can do. Um, also according to, uh, the Walt Disney company article, uh, Lanny has, uh, 74 patents that he has uh, filed during his 25 years with the Walt Disney Company. So uh, he's been uh, quite busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. I am i don't even know how to describe it. I. This type of video is the first one that I've seen in a really long time. 
Like, I've seen a lot of the technology. Man, I'm, this is how excited I am about it. I can't even, like, speak. I can't gather my thoughts right now. But there's been a lot of tech that we've seen, like, with the new, like, robots that they've been testing out, right? Like, making them walk and doing, like, certain tasks and everything. Bringing out a card of, like, stuff to sell, sell you and everything. But this type of innovation... I don't know, man. Like, this, I feel, is what the parks were built on. This is what got me interested in Disney. Like, this type of thinking and just magic is what got me interested in Imagineering to begin with, right? And so I I don't even know how to describe it. Like, this video, it just brought me back to a feeling of reminding me what it is I loved about Imagineering for all these years. It's 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 just amazing. It's it's really like, like you said, it's the it's the core of like what Imagineering should be, is is creating new and innovative ways to not only like entertain and and um, like put on a good show, but also like like just creating new technologies and, and giving giving people the space to to do what they are good at uh and and let them flourish and you know it like lanny is a great example of you let him come up with an idea you know and and run with it and you have this new thing like that that shows you like the the dedication of of people but also like uh i don't know how much of this is left in you know companies in general it's just like letting people do a thing like it's yeah. always like you know we have a deadline we have to create this thing it's like well I just want to like try and come up with a product You're just kind of like a research scientist Lanny but mm-hmm. coming up with like cool stuff so it's just amazing that this is this is just a thing that came to be so yeah. I I'm just wondering why Lanny is not a Disney legend oh he will he still be. works there How, but oh he yeah. will be. I was like, wait. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. I was yeah. looking, I'm like, Lanny Smoot for Disney I, Legend twenty twenty four. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, seriously. I think by the even Tony when he got his, he was technically a contractor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so, there's still a lot of imagineers that are you know, I think it's just kind of like they haven't like given Rhodey a, a he's not a legend yet. So it's like there's there's just like a you know but why not do both? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how how true. the how the governing body of the Disney Legends works. This isn't the Oscars. We don't know how it works. <laughs> but yeah, it's probably just a boardroom. They're like, who who should it be? Uh, who's going to make the biggest impact when we bring them on the stage? Is it going to be? I don't know. Jared Leto is oh, a Disney gosh, Legend no. now. I don't know. I don't want. I don't like him. But anyway. <laughs> Do you at least like 30 Seconds to Mars? I couldn't tell you a single song by 30 Seconds to Mars. (laughs) I'm I'm probably, I'm sure I know one. Yeah. uh, But I, I, I it's not in my regular listening habits. I'm trying to remember if Rob Coltrane is still with Disney because he received his Legend Award in 2022. And I feel like at the time he was actually still working at Imagineering. It is possible. Let's see. Ropt Coltrane. 
Hmm. I mean, if that's the case, I don't see how Lanny cannot get one because this is a super high honor. Yeah. Just make it his year. Yeah, if Ropt is technically still with Imagineering or was when he got his in 2022, I say we start the campaign now. Yeah. Uh, As far as I can tell, he seems to be still part of the company. There you go. See? Okay. We got okay, we got to confirm this and if that's the case, Lanny Smoot Disney Legend 2024. Mm-hmm. It's on. All right, if you haven't seen the video, we will post it over on Discord. Again, it's an awesome video. Uh that hollow tile floor is something I definitely need in my life now, especially if they can make it work because again, I tried Luigi's flying tires. That didn't work. It was no good. And uh, Rollick and Roadster is much better. It seems like my body prefers magnets underneath me. Uh, or the magic that makes those little cars dance. So, anyway, that's 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 that right there. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap up this episode? Uh, in theory, there's going to be a Quizneyland this week, so uh, have a listen to that. Always. There will be there will be questions and and, and answers and <laughs> commercials and, and all kinds Andrew of stuff. And Andrew and all. And Andrew will be there. Uh, yeah, and Andrew and Andrew will also be there. Ooh, oh, will like Andrew be there? Yeah, and Andrew and uh, yeah, and Andrew. right on. You know, if Andrew's gonna be there, I'm gonna listen. Great, you'll have a good all time. Right, right on. All right, that is it. Again, if you want to find some of our most common links, head over to podcasters.com slash links. That's where you will find our recent episode, the Disneyland playlist, our armchair Imagineering playlist. If you want to binge on those links to our YouTube channel, Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. Remember that Larry goes live from the parks two or three times a week. If you're not following him on Instagram, it's also a great place to follow because he always posts a notification when he's about to go live. Uh, If you follow him on YouTube, make sure to hit that little bell icon, get a notification every time that he's going to go live as well. And that's it. That is going to wrap it up for this week. So uh, until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.